Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to the Omarpreneur podcast. I am your host, Abi Lasmar, founder of Omarpreneur. And with me, I have today Brother Salman Arain, who is the founder of Umrah Companions, also known as Funadik. And he has a beautiful story of helping people really embark on one of the most important journeys of their lives as Muslims, which is the journey to Mecca, the journey to Hajj and Umrah. And we'll talk about how he's been able to build this company, his story, and as well the steps he took along the way. Uh, Assalamu alaikum, Brother Salman. I'm really excited to speak to you today. Jazakallah khair for joining me. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's really a pleasure and an honor to join you today as well and share my story with you and our company. Of course, the pleasure is all mine, brother. And I, I always like to start really at the very beginning uh, in this podcast to have a little bit of background. So can you share with me even a little bit about yourself, actually, before becoming an entrepreneur and, and building uh, Funadik and Umrah Companions? What is it that you specialized in? What was your occupation? Okay, so um, I am originally from Pakistan and mm -hmm. uh, graduated. I have my MBA. And my specialization was in management information systems, moved to Canada and US. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked for uh, the Intercontinental Crown Plaza, Holiday Inn, Hospitality Group, uh, then went into uh, uh, media as well, uh, print media especially. I was heading uh, as a director of uh, shared services, taking care of the publications, printings in Canada and US. So uh, that was back in 2002 so had a chance to of course as a muslim uh, we want to go and visit uh, makkah mukarramah and, and perform our umrah to start with so 2002 i traveled with my wife and my um, uh, three years old son and uh, uh, that was kind of a life-changing experience when they looked at people uh, meet meet with like you know when we, when we met with so many people coming from all over the world uh, that was kind of like you know it explained a lot of community and the Ummah concept in my mind. And that's where the whole journey was started. So uh, went back to 2005 again to Saudi Arabia and decided to uh, start my own business. Uh, that was an IT consulting services. Uh, Saudi Arabia was open at that time for the uh, for foreign investors uh, ownership program because they, they joined uh, WTO. So, uh, and once you see that something interesting happened actually in 2002, okay, when we went for Umrah, um, I'm performing the, I'm performing the Umrah before travel back to Canada and somehow uh, it just comes to my mind when I'm, I'm doing my tawaf, the last tawaf, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is the owner and malik and creator of everything in this universe, However, he only gave a title of Baytullah to this place. Like SubhanAllah, the, a physical structure on a face of earth where all Muslims are there, Allah has called that his house. So what is so special about it? So brother, I'm just going around and I'm just thinking, wow. Uh, and I am here. I am here where Allah has called it's my home, my house. Yeah. It's such a big thing, right? Um, so, the the I am continuing the, my 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 uh, my tawaf, and the next thing comes to my mind is the best of the best creation of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. When when the time for his birth comes, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala again chooses the same city. 
Alachuzi is the same place again. Oh, wow. What is so special about this place, right? There must be something so special. And I raised my hands to Allah and I said, Ya Allah, give me this place as well. I want to be here. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a dua that I made, alhamdulillah. And I went back to Canada. I started my back, back to job, nine to five, you know, start doing things. And I don't know, something happened. Allah made it happen. Uh, 2005, we moved to Saudi Arabia. And since then, um, we live in Saudi Arabia. MashaAllah, amazing. So right now you're living in Saudi Arabia, you're no longer in Canada. Because I was like, oh, you're my neighbor. I'm in Canada as well. So not, no, not anymore. Well, it's it's a back and forth, right? It's okay. a, initially, it was only Canada. And then we, of course, the, the kids are going universities here. And then mm-hmm. we have a place. We have a business here as well, alhamdulillah. So it's quite a bit travel in my life. So Saudi Arabia, uh, Canada, US, uh, going all over the world. Mm-hmm. Mashallah, amazing. Okay. So you have the opportunity now to live uh, in this beautiful country where you're, uh, you know, close or at least within reach of Baytullah Ta'ala. And of course, from what I know about the story is that ultimately that you had this idea to start a, a business and a company where you could have, you could help other people experience the same thing. So tell me about that. What is it that sparked this idea in your mind to create Amra Companions? What is what is it that kind of motivated you or inspired you to say not only do I want to experience this for myself, but I want to I want to help facilitate that for others as well. You know, very interesting uh, perspective on this. So once I was there, two thousand five. Every time I was thinking, why I'm here? Like there must be a reason. Allah has facilitated this for me. So 2007, I did my Hajj, uh, alhamdulillah, living in Saudi with my wife and um, had a good, wonderful experience. Uh, But once you are in Hajj, you realize that how much need and guidance is required. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter from which background, what educational background you're coming from and how smart you are. But, you know, in that crowd, in that heat, in that movement, uh, I have seen loved one uh, separating from each other. I have seen old elderly people needs help because their wheelchair is not being pushed properly. Uh, you see people are looking for water and the water is just across the street. They don't know how to go and get it. The language barrier, right? The fatigue, the uh, the heat, like, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's an amazing experience when you go there and you observe and you analyze that, you know, what's going on. So my thought process was, how come, like, you know, there are 32 million people live in Saudi Arabia and only two, two and a half million people come from outside. How come the two and a half million people cannot be taken care by these 32 million people? Mm. So there must be uh, some sort of an initiative that should be, that should address this. So I start talking to the people coming from my own community background, a little bit social, a little bit like, you know, uh, entrepreneurial sort of thing. So we come up with an idea that why don't we launch a volunteer program where the residents of Saudi Arabia will get training, get equipped, get sponsored, right? And they go in Mecca and Medina, especially in Mecca and, and uh, Muzalafa and, and Mina and the, during the days of Hajj and just do the basic help, nothing more, right? So if somebody needs water, just give them a water. Somebody is just like, you know, lost their camp, the direction, just look at a map, guide them, you know what, this is the way to go. Somebody wants to go to the hospital or take them to the hospital. So this is how it started. It started taking shape in 2010. And we created uh, 
a platform called because a lot of my uh, you know fellows and the friends were from Pakistan. Mm -hmm. So we created a program called Pakistan Hajj Volunteers Group. Mm -hmm. And initially we said, okay, let's go. We don't know anything about it. So we had in 2010, 11 was the first year when we were able to go. And the, one of the condition was that none of the volunteers are going to perform Hajj. We will only serve the Hujjaj, the guest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, 80, we were able to gather 80 brothers to go Mashallah. for the first year. Yeah, Amazing. Alhamdulillah. We picked up some food, we picked up some water, no organization, no management, no nothing, just go on the ground and we are going to figure it out. And that program, then year by year, starts becoming so important that we digitize the whole Mina. We recorded the whole, you know, camps, locations, training sure. programs. We build the mobile apps with eight languages to guide people if they get like, you know, some sort of a help they need. We build the digital maps that were started using by the, the government authorities from different countries. We start building a call center for the people who needs help. Like, you know, it turned out to be a complete community driven project. Wow. And subhanAllah. As of today, this program is run only by community in a very specifically, you know, a beautiful um, matrix sort of an organization where there is no uh, hierarchies and chain of commands. And if I am correctly remember, 2019 in the full Hajj year, we had over 5,000 volunteers in that program. MashaAllah, that's beautiful. Alhamdulillah. So that was the inspiring thing. So, so the question to when it comes to mind, okay, you know, get into it. So, you know, that program becomes so successful, Alhamdulillah, and effectively is working through the community. And a lot of, lot of brothers and sisters has helped that program to take it to where it is today. Um, I started looking at it and saying, you know what, by the way, this is only for Hajj. That's only for five days. But the people are also coming in Umrah and they're also facing the similar sort of problems. So something needs to be done. Something like, you know, needs to be fixed. But now the problem is you cannot run a 12 months program on volunteers. So you got to do something else. You have to have a different business model. And that's where it's triggered that in order to serve the guest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala properly, there has to be a platform that should focus on the social side of it, as well as the spiritual side of it. Mm -hmm. And unless it has a commercial, you know, aspect to it. So the purpose becomes the reason for starting a business. So the purpose was, and it mm -hmm. is today to become, and that's the reason we come up with the concept. We come up with the terminology called Ashabul Umrah. Mm -hmm. So the companions in your Umrah. Yeah. So that's where the whole thing was started. That's beautiful, mashallah. So one question that I do have for you, because, you know, you shared with us such a beautiful story and how it grew organically. But really, I'm, I'm so, uh, so impressed, mashallah, with, you know, I, I know how much work it, it must have taken in the back end to organize all of this and for you to invest your personal time and effort and attention to making this happen. When you started, was it you on your own or did you have a team of people that you were working with? What was the, what did the founders group look, look like? Was it all on your shoulders or did you start this initiative with a few people on your team to help you? 
So, uh, you know, the, the first, the volunteer program, as I said, it's a completely mm -hmm. community run program. Yes, I have been, the, you know, part of the founding members, uh, but mm -hmm. it's beautifully run. Uh, you know, what does that mean is when you're talking about Hajj and going on a volunteer program, it means mm -hmm. that you will not be with your family on either yeah. level. Exactly. And that happens 10 years continuously. I was leaving my family behind and going for the volunteer program and not only me, the 5,000 other volunteers. So imagine the sincerity and the, and the dedication to the program. Wow. Yeah. So out of the two Eids that are very important for Muslims, one Eid was dedicated. Alhamdulillah. May Allah accept it for all the brothers who have, who have built this. So over the years, then I said, okay, the best thing is let's involve the family. Let's take my wife with me. Let's take my sons. Let's take my daughter to the to the same program. Let them serve as well. Let them see, you know, how important this program is. So, mm -hmm. and that's where, when we started looking at it as a startup, as a venture, you know what? I had a full team ready within my home. <laughs> so my eldest son came out and he said, Baba, listen, this can be done. This is how it's gonna, what we are going to do. And it, by the way, his name is Saad Salman and he's my co-founder. So, sure. uh, so we created this again, a very young chap, like, you know, right now, 24, 25 years old, but he three or four years ago, 22, he started with me and of course understands technology better than me, understands the dynamics, the, the requirements and the, and the, and the needs of the, of the Western pilgrims very well. He born and grew up here. You know, I have this exposure of coming from Pakistan. So it becomes a very, very interesting team. And then of course we have a lot of, other, uh, uh, you know, expertise. Uh, we have our uh, uh, chief technology officer who is um, also um, coming from a, a very uh, uh, you know, successful startup uh, background. He has already done three successful startups and now, um, uh, you know, and he has exits. So we have a very wow. interesting team uh, who understands the dynamics because it's a global platform. You have to understand the, the needs of the millennials. You need to understand the, the young generation. You understand the older people traveling. You know, because it's such a mix of uh, interesting, uh, I would say, uh, community and customers. Mm -hmm. But you have to have that diversification. Uh, language diversification, age, income groups, like, you know, geographical, uh, emotional, all sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mashallah, that's so amazing. I, I love that you shared that. Like, this is really using creativity at its finest by not only leveraging the people around you, but your direct family members, which is beautiful. Mashallah, I love it. Uh, this is what entrepreneurship truly is about. And I do have one question for you out of curiosity, because of course, for you to bring 5,000 Hajjaj to come and volunteer, how can people support you all on this venture? Is it that you're structured as a nonprofit and people donate to help fund those volunteers? Or is it that every single volunteer is actually not only volunteering, but also financing themselves on the journey. So how does it work in terms of, you know, making sure that everyone is able to do this and, and what kind of support system do you have in place? Okay, excellent. So before we go further, let me just explain. So there is this volunteer program mm -hmm. that we have started and now it's been run by the community. It has nothing to do with Umrah Companion. That was just mm -hmm. the start of a concept from there. Okay. And then we transformed. So we came into this Umrah Companion. That's a completely commercial spiritual and you know uh, social platform mm -hmm. i just want to make sure that the, the line is very clear because you see sure. it's a very sensitive subject for me and my family and my for my friends because 
there is a volunteer effort happening and this is very commercial sort of thing that we are doing just want to make sure that those are two separate organizations right understand so, so are, are they both under umra companions or are no, they no they are not no okay. so the first one is not the okay. first one is a completely community run you know program is there uh, a name for it that we can share with people in case they yeah, want to be so part of it it's called it's called pakistan hajj mm -hmm. volunteers group pakistan hajj volunteers group is there yeah, a website there's okay a, perfect there's a website uh, it's called abbreviation is phvg.com uh, uh, there's a whole team behind it so so what happened is what i'm trying to explain is like you know that concept of volunteerism we took it to our heart and we say how we build a network of community global community where the people come forward and help each other and that's where we come up with a new phase in 2018 and that's where the umrah companion was started Mm -hmm. And Umrah Companion is uh, is a startup. It has uh, you know we are doing a lot of technology work on this. Uh, we took it on uh, we took it on a blockchain. Right now we are working on that. Uh, we are doing so. some uh, we are doing some AI stuff as well in there. Uh, so so Umrah Companion uh, basically have uh, two very uh, uh, distinct sort of uh, activities. So the purpose that was the volunteer work. We created a different brand. It's called uh, Ashabul Harman, the mm -hmm. Companions in Harman. Mm -hmm. So basically, that's our corporate social responsibility project. It's like a Sadka Jariya. Okay. So this project, we are helping the Hujaj when the people need any sort of like help before coming or when they are there uh, or when the departure they leave. So this organization is a not for profit. Ashabul Harman is not for profit. How we are funding Ashabul Harman through the Ashabul Umrah. So we we do the commercial business in Ashabul Umrah. We take people, we take groups, uh, you know, we serve them, we provide them hotel services and visas and all that. The money that we make, we take a profit of that portion of that profit and we invest actually in our Satka Jariya. Wow, Ashabul Harman. organization right now. Um, the first organization that you asked me, uh, just to clarify, over there there are some friends and you know who who don't who donate uh, funds to to manage that volunteer program. That's called Pakistan Hajj Volunteers Group. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll make sure to drop the links to all of those, inshallah, in the in the description for people who are interested in either being part of the volunteers group or even potentially even working with Amra Companions to take one of the packages that you guys offer right now. Um, one question that I have for you is for me personally. Uh, Going to going on Amrah and going to Hajj is is one goal that I have within the next two to three years, inshallah. I definitely want to make it happen. And so my question is, with with Amrah companions, do you guys offer full fledged kind of packages where you know, as you mentioned, the entire experience from the transportation to the hotel to having potentially a guide to kind of help you throughout the entire process to the way back is that all offered, or do you guys offer specific services just so in case people are interested so that they know. What's available? Um, I think you asked a question that I wanted to answer from day one, sure. <laughs> from the beginning of the podcast. Look, when we looked at the, yes, the answer to your question is yes. So mm -hmm. we have all sort of arrangements. You can take a full package. You can uh, just take a ground services package. That means you book your own flights because flights are like, you know, a lot of people, it's the best to go on online and book a flight, to be very honest. There, mm -hmm. there are better options, better combinations. Everybody have their own choices. So I recommend my friends and family and customers, it's better you book your own flight. 
the connections are there you're not dependent on anyone any changes you can make it happen yeah so what we take care of is we call it uh, a ground package so so basically uh, you know we are responsible to issue the visa we take you from the uh, airport pickup all the way back to the airport right mm-hmm. uh, and then we make sure that you know it's it's as i said we one objective that we are w- working with is we are customizing everything because you know that that empowerment for the pilgrim is very important why because uh, the it's a life changing experience right like the people come from a different backgrounds and ages and and requirements uh, especially some people are very ready but they are physically they are not ready mm-hmm. right uh, some people are physically and spiritually ready but financially they are not ready mm-hmm. right so what we are working with is kind of a program where we help understand where the pilgrim is planning and going and thinking so you can even connect with us even you are planning to travel in 2 years from now yeah so we can help hey, listen this is the way that this is how you should be doing and this is how the money saving should be done so our objective is we work with one single vision and it's a one sentence that we are working with how to make pilgrimage possible for all muslims beautiful i love that okay. so there are people who are travel ready we have the platform we have the packages we have the support available and the guidance there are people who are not financially ready or spiritually or physically we will help you to get ready mm-hmm. so you can travel as well inshallah inshallah you know every great business is built on 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 a really big vision that is worthwhile to pursue and i think both of those are important that it's a very big vision number 2 that is worthwhile to pursue and i think just the statement that you shared with me right now that we want to help make hajj accessible to all muslims that in itself that vision is it, it's just such a big and grand vision and it just saying that hearing it myself like i get so excited hearing it right because it's it's worthwhile to pursue like being able to do that like the impact that it would have on the Muslim Ummah as a whole is is beautiful, mashallah. And may Allah grant you the reward for every single person that you help facilitate to arrive to Hajj and to visit the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah. So I want to ask you a few more questions because uh, I'm very curious here and I'm sure my listeners, my listeners are too. But you did mention that you're working as well uh, on something that is tied to the cryptocurrency space. So if I may inquire a little bit more. So what kind of, what kind of work are you doing on that side and how does it relate to... Uh, what you're doing, you know, with the Amara packages and everything else. Okay, so very interesting. So, so the way is as as I just, you know, mashallah, you picked up very nicely. Um, <laughs> so you see, there are two parts to the whole journey. One mm-hmm. is the travel arrangements, and mm-hmm. the other one is getting ready. Mm-hmm. The getting ready piece requires community, and that mm-hmm. community is can be built through the tokenization, through the you know, through some sort of a participation in a in in a program. So that's what we are we are we are building at this point, and we are ready to launch. Uh, so you know, um, uh, crypto is only one application of that thing. It's basically, mm-hmm. you know, engaging the community to participate in different levels. I give you an example. So let's assume that uh, uh, you are traveling in in Hajj, or you are going for Umrah, and you're going for generally from North America, people go for uh, seven to ten days. In seven days, you have performed your Umrah. Now you have some spare time and you're part of this community that's engaging you on a different level 
through the tokenization, through the crypto, through whatever, right? Now you say, Brother Salman, I am here and I want to serve the Ummah as well. And I have this three hours on Wednesday evening. We say, okay, come over. We have this program where we are helping to go to the hospital or we are going to the in, in, in Mecca and we are trying to find some family members who are, you know, uh, who, who have been lost and they are dis disconnected with each other. So where is the team is working to find them, you bring your three hours of volunteer work, let's help find those people. So you become and you will taste that and you will experience it. And when you go back to your own community, now you have a now you have a life-changing experience where you have seen you helped you help a Chinese woman. She may be 80 years old, she doesn't speak English, doesn't speak your language. No, you will never see her again. And by the time you will help her, she's gonna kiss you at your head or give you a dua, give you mm -hmm. raise hands in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and she is the guest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm -hmm. Just imagine that how powerful and how impactful your Umrah is going to become. Mm -hmm. SubhanAllah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's so, beautiful. so that's the reason we are building this crypto. We are building mm -hmm. this tokenization. Um, uh, I would not use the word crypto because it's not mm -hmm. too much driven towards the, you know, the, the, as a currency or as like, you know, we are more doing tokenization to build a community. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we have a, a roadmap in terms of how that tokenization is going to impact. But the main purpose is to engage the community and, and, and helping each other and then rewarding each other through that platform. You know, you mentioned community here when you're answering um, when you were when you were talking about this and you were mentioning community when you were talking about the volunteers program. And I think we've mentioned maybe the word community about 20 times in this episode. And I think for good reason. Because community is so important when building a business. A lot of people think that it's an individual endeavor, that it's something that you do on your own. And, you know, hopefully, eventually with time, you have enough money to hire a team. But more importantly, I think we need to expand beyond the vision of what's going on internally in the company. And look, also externally is not only just building an audience, but building a community around the business that we want to build, around the movement that we want. Because the only way you'll be able to achieve your goal is by having really a community that helps support that vision, right? Towards what you want to build for you specifically, mashallah, you are a community builder. What have you learned in terms of, if you can give me like maybe two or three lessons you've learned in how to build the community around a certain movement, around a certain vision, right? With what you've done with the volunteers group, as well as what you've done with the Umrah companions. If you have any tips on how you've been able to build that community and build those people who are bought into that vision and want to support it, want to be part of it. You know, I think um, the uh, it's a, it's a very simple. It, it all starts with sincerity. Mm. Uh, first of all, whatever the purpose that you are committed to, uh, just be sincere with that. Uh, you know, uh, we are the people who are uh, accountable and responsible for our uh, our actions, our talk, our discussions. Uh, so once once you th that is the number one step, I would say. Then you need to go and let the people, I would say, when you share a vision and when you share a purpose and the people start believing on it, then you need to give them the you know, opportunity to, to participate and opportunity to lead and be, you know, be open to it. Um, mm. You need to be more, um, uh, you know, uh, 
the what is this called? Um, I'm trying to find the word where everybody will participate and you have a respect for their opinion and then you let them perform what they are trying to do and then the whole team should learn from it. And this is what has happened. You know, when we started this volunteer program, as I said, we were like very hand-picked people. And then we realized that if we will stick to this program, this will never become a community-driven uh, thing. You know, the first thing that we did, we we removed all the titles in the organization. Mm. So a 5,000 uh, volunteers workforce today is operating without a chairman, a CEO, a CF. There's none. So how does it work? So how does it work? Who who makes the decisions? Who organizes things? How does that happen? Okay, so so that's like you know that's an experiment that we have done, and I think I'm going to write a, a management uh, article I, I will, on it. Honestly, I think you should, but please, if you could share me a little bit of information on it, I'm very curious. Yeah. So so basically, what we have done is we said, okay, so these are the let's say there are 20 people who have been, uh, you know, with the program and they have participating and they have time and all that. So, okay. So these are the 20 shura people who are going to sit together, and they are going to appoint. A, a coordinator, not a chairman, not a general manager, not a CEO, a coordinator to coordinate the activities for next two years. Mm. Okay. This coordinator will be, you cannot nominate yourself. It's a completely, you know, uh, a process, a secret process that you, everybody say, okay, Salman is the next coordinator or, uh, you know, Ahmad is the next coordinator. So eventually you come up with a coordinator. Now this coordinator is fully supported by you know these 20 people and the and and the and the volunteers he can appoint anyone on any position for a period of 2 years only mm. and then you build your team so basically as i'm saying there is no permanent structure after the 2 years this coordinator cannot become coordinator again there's no re-election. there's no re-election. if it, it is it has to be two times passed so he has to pass through two terms. Mm. Okay. So, you know, initially those 20 people were the founding members. And that was like, you know, we said, okay, you know what? These are the only 20 deciding. We expanded that to 50 people. So now the 50 people are deciding because the organization size is 5,000. So oh. 50 people are deciding who should be our coordinator for the next year. So that's how we are doing it. That's amazing, Michelle. Honestly, that's a beautiful vision that you've uh, you've been able to implement. I'm, I I'm, I want to take this back and I want to figure out how I can implement this in my own company because this is a beautiful, beautiful way of doing things. I think it helps, as you mentioned. Really, every person is given the opportunity to lead, is learned to take on a leadership role, and is um, it, it's kind of like community driven as well. And it's honestly at the core of it when you're saying this. Like for me, what it truly is is it's Islamic uh, because when you think of the concept of shura and the concept of you know, uh, kind of getting together to elect, you know, uh, a, a certain member, like the, the, the community itself, the group itself gets together to say, this is who we elect, right? To be the person in charge. This is truly the Islamic way of doing things. This is how, this is how we are taught, according to Sharia, to elect leaders, to elect directors. So I really think that it also stems from Islam and it's a beautiful thing that you're doing, mashallah. It's really nice. It's brothers like you, honestly speaking, um, uh, it's all, everybody has contributed so much. 
you know, without their age group, without their background. Uh, I I'm surprised, sometimes surprised. One time I was in a few years ago, I was in Chicago to attend one of the, I think there was a Mac ICNA conference or something that was Chicago two years ago before COVID. And one of the gentlemen, um, my age, he approached me and he says, you know, he called my name and I said, oh, wow, uh, do we know each other? He says, well, I don't know about you, but I know you. I said, okay. So, and then we started learning. He was a, he was a practicing doctor in US. Mm. And he said, in 2016, I was on Hajj and someone, one of your volunteer helped me and my wife, and we were in trouble. He says, from 17, 18, 19, I have been coming as a volunteer in your program from USA. And you guys, and you guys, you know, I just come as a volunteer. No, none of you know that I'm a doctor. Amazing. Amazing. Right? Inshallah. He travel. he takes his time off during this period of Hajj. He go there and he doesn't perform Hajj, by the way, you have to note this. Yeah. He go and he works as a volunteer in that program. I was thinking, mashallah, yaqi, you are you are the biggest volunteer. Like you know, we never imagined that that's what is happening under that umbrella. Mashallah, subhanallah, may Allah grant you and grant him, uh, you know, ample reward for for this, and and grant you the reward as well for having been able to facilitate that. Mashallah, and everyone else who's been able to to facilitate that. I mean, uh, it's a really really a beautiful thing, and I'm so happy and honored to to be speaking to you. Truly. Um, I have one question for you that I want to, I want to end with, inshallah, for our listeners. And that is, as you have been through this journey, you know, building this volunteer group, these organizations, these communities uh, in this business, can you share with us two or three big lessons that you've learned as an entrepreneur that you think other Muslims listening to this who want to start their own business or maybe are growing their business, maybe that they can benefit from? What are two or three big lessons for you or, or two or three skills that you think entrepreneurs should work on, should develop that will help them succeed in whatever it is they're building. Okay. So let's start with the I would say, mm. you know what, uh, once you have the conviction that, you know, whatever you're trying to do, the purpose is very clear. You need to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You need to believe firmly that it's not me. It's not my team. It's not, the money, the, the investors, the uh, the environment, the opportunity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates those things for you once you are committed. So the tawakkal is the first thing. And if somebody, especially entrepreneurs, especially young entrepreneurs, uh, you know, do your homework, do your, uh, you know, all the uh, whatever is required. Uh, but it all, you know, goes back to the tawakkal on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's number one. And that's yaqeen. And, and I think even in the in the in the Western management system, it's the conviction, it's the confidence that you believe in yourself. Um, we believe in ourselves uh, with the help of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. The guidance, the tawfiq is from there, right? So keep asking the tawfiq that Allah will give you that. So that's the starting point. Mm -hmm, 100%. Then you need to then you need to then you need to learn the the tricks and the techniques and the science of running a business. It's mm -hmm. It's now. It's never been a luck. It's not. There is a structure to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a few success stories uh, does not make the whole world the way that it is. A lot of hard work goes into it. Mm -hmm. uh, good and the bad times will come, but planning, 
uh, building a you know this 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 one is also very important that you need to equip yourself with the right education with the right uh, uh, you know uh, techniques and and skills and talent and knowledge that's mm -hmm. that's the second thing that it comes 100%. to 100% right uh, once you're ready then it's a time for you to uh, start building a team the like minded people yeah. um, you know uh, it's easy to be said that bring people who are better than you it's not easy to be honest you try to bring them and then these uh, top talented people don't you know take your mm -hmm. nonsense that you want to give it to them so <laughs> sustaining them is is a bigger thing and that is only possible again goes back to the sincerity when you are bringing someone and you're sharing your idea with someone and say hey listen come join me uh, be it your uh, tech team be it your marketing guys uh, be sincere if you really believe on those individuals because people have their careers mapped out people have their own aspirations and requirements so yeah don't deceive anyone don't don't say oh you know what because he's the top guy he knows this stuff let me get this thing done and you know i will go and this way i will raise some institutional money and then we will see we will figure it out so now the team is there tawakkal is there the skill is there the last thing that i would say is business modeling mm -hmm. if you don't have a right business model you know those those days are gone right mm -hmm. but people said okay let's build the traction and then the business will be very successful mm -hmm. no you have to know from day one from where your uh, you know profits are going to come from where the 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 money is going to flow in in this business um end of the day uh, it's not like you know when we go to the investors when we go to the vcs or institutional or crowdfunding or whatsoever if you're not sincere and again you're not honest uh the business is not going to flourish yeah. yeah you may make some money that's fine like you know but end of the day it's just the money right <laughs> so you're not going to create a business the business cannot be created only be because you have access to the money yeah so those are the few things i think the rest is <laughs> i appreciate you just that in itself if someone really takes those uh principles and then applies them uh, diligently then they will be able to, to be successful inshallah and as you mentioned really one thing that i want to highlight uh tawakkul i talk about it constantly i talk i recently filmed a video about this on our youtube channel and, and i constantly constantly kind of hammer this concept into um the clients that i work with and into even like our instagram posts and everything else because i think one of the biggest afflictions that we have um you know i think as a society and as a whole and especially as Muslim entrepreneurs is, is sometimes when we start a business, we think it's all on our shoulders, right? Which is exactly what you mentioned. And then that anxiety, that fear creeps in. And then what happens is, you know, when you're operating from a place of fear, you're not really operating up to your potential. Um, and then, you know, the tawakkul is not there, right? Because you're not, you don't have that, when you don't have that reliance, then you're scared what's going to happen. Oh, it's all on my shoulders. But when you have that tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you're like, okay, what I can focus on is doing my part, is me doing the best that I can and the result is up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? At the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will determine the outcome, but I have control over the process. I have the control over my effort. If I put in the effort that I can, then the rest is up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, of course, if, some, if you're not putting in the effort that you can, that's a different story. Um, but as long as you are, like, have that fear is really one of, one of the things that just stops so many people I've noticed over the years, subhanAllah. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think the... Um, uh, there, 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 there are bad times when you, when you, you go through some tough uh, journey. You know, mm -hmm. this entrepreneurship is not uh, yeah. uh, something, uh, and it's becoming more and more challenging. 
Mm-hmm. Honestly Correct. speaking, it's becoming because of the globalization, because of the uh, this um, the, the storm that we are in, uh, your social media presence and and engagement, and it's not easy to manage everything. It is it is difficult, and if yeah. you don't do a five time sujood, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly 100%. speaking, if you're not because you become the journey is very lonely, right? You sometimes you feel, oh my God, what what I have start, what to do next, right? Even though you have founders and team and everything, and then you take a break, make vadu, go back to your salah, and talk to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. This is my challenge know. now. And then yeah. you know what? Go back, work hard again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I love that. That's a beautiful, beautiful way to wrap up this podcast. Zakalo Khairan, Brother Salman, for joining me today. This was an absolute pleasure. I enjoyed it immensely. How can people go and connect with you? And, and more importantly, how can they go and benefit from, uh, inshallah, just looking at what packages you guys offer, taking part in that, or even possibly taking care, taking part in the volunteer initiatives, inshallah? So um, the website is umrahcompanions.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the starting point. Uh, there you will find the link even to our uh, corporate social responsibility project that is the uh, harmancompanions.com uh, instagram we are quite uh, active my social media team out of canada uh, is they love instagram so that is the best way to connect from there uh, we keep coming with uh, a lot of new initiatives uh, so just like us there and then we take the relationship forward uh, the packages are uh, on the website. Um, we have, uh, you know, we customize it. Uh, the last thing that I just want to share, we come up with the last, uh, something very unique uh, recently, and that's called Snowbird Package. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in Canada, you'll know yes. this, our, our elderly, uh, uh, retired, the people who are working offline, online, uh, remote locations, we come up with a long, long stay Umrah package in Saudi Arabia. Amazing. So Beautiful. you can stay two months, three months in Makkah or Medina, and we can take care of that as well. So that, those are the kind of unique things we are doing. Uh, go visit our website. Uh, I am uh, I'm available on LinkedIn as well under the same name, Salman Arain. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so fun. much. Yes. Jazakallah khair. We'll make sure to drop those links in the description, guys. So please go ahead and check them out uh, if you enjoyed this episode. And if you are planning to go to Amr or Hajj, or share them with someone that you know that is planning to go on the trip soon, inshallah. May spread the word and the good deeds. And uh, again, a quick reminder for all of you as well. If you enjoy watching, listening to this podcast, this is a purely organic podcast. We don't monetize this podcast. We don't get any sponsors. So if you are, if you'd be kind enough to leave us a review and subscribe, it would mean the world to us. Leave us a review, share it on your Instagram, your Facebook, wherever it is that you spend the most time and spread the word about Amarpreneur Podcast so we can continue to feature people like Brother Salman who are building amazing things within our community and deserve to have a spotlight shined upon them, inshallah. Jazakallah khair, Brother Salman. This is an absolute amazing episode. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.